G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Some discussion today about engaging in the public sphere. Uh, What is inspiring is a recent visit to Western Australia. Part of the Bible College at Perth's Victory Life Centre involves preparation of students for engaging in public life, whether that be engaging in the serious issues in church life or entering into the wider world of politics. Victory Life Centre is the church that's led by Barry Court's wife, Margaret Court, a tennis champion but also a champion of the gospel and one of the largest churches in Perth. Barry Court is joining us. He isn't just hovering in the background. He's a former president of the Pastoralists and Graziers Association in WA and former Liberal Party State President. He's part of a political dynasty. His brother Richard, a former Premier of WA, his father, Sir Charles Court, also a former Premier in WA. Barry Court, welcome along to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. A pleasure to join you today. Barry, you've spent a lot of years in politics. You've grown up in politics. And these days, you're taking some time to teach a course to students in the Bible school about engaging in public life. What is the lack that you see in people today in perhaps the lack of skills, the lack of motivation, the lack of energy in engaging in public life? You're exactly right, Neil. And uh, my concern was the complaints I got, you know, how do you get into Parliament? How do you do this? And uh, we've got to change everything. And I said, well, you're the people who have got to change it. It's not going to change unless every individual gets in there and and does their bit, you know, I think it's sort of automatic and complaining. And I said, look, every politician would like to talk to you. They, the rules in Western Australia, every Friday you've got to, they've got to be in their uh, district office and they're available to talk. I said, you know, you've got to present yourself, talk to them. Uh, we've got to be able to do your public speaking side of it. We've got to get that organised. It's a long way from uh, just complaining about what's going on to getting in there and making things change and making it happen. I imagine that when you're talking about engaging in public life, uh, you could either be that politician sitting at their desk on a Friday afternoon waiting for the phone to call, uh, someone to uh, from the media wanting to talk to you, or you could be the person who is either a lobbyist or just an individual who's concerned knocking on the door of your politician to actually make your point known. Well, I make that point that uh, knocking on the door of a politician worldwide, and as you know, as Margaret uh, and I travelled the world to most countries, uh, we found access to world leaders wasn't all that difficult, and especially to Australian ambassadors worldwide. You know, they wanted to talk to us. I remember going to uh, Ethiopia and various places. The ambassador wanted to know what we're doing there, what was going on, what was happening, and so... The politicians want to meet with you as much as you want to meet with them. So I, uh, every time I have a course, which is on uh, once a month, I get a politician or a leading personality from Western Australia, or Australia for that matter, to address us 
on uh, what he sees and what's going on and enables a, a two-way session then of uh, they tell us where they are and we can tell them uh, what we think and we can help them. But uh, don't criticise, you know. If you're going to criticise, if you're going to be in the church and criticise, you know, get in there and fix it yourself. I mean, that's the way to go and that's why I certainly encourage my people to do that, make themselves known. You can pick my group at the church. They're well-dressed, well-spoken, they've got a badge on, they introduce themselves. And so they, when a position comes up in the world, be it the church or be it in politics, they are picked out. They are known for their ability to communicate. They know, people know who they are to start with. You know, How many people have I said just stand there giving out brochures? You know, do you say hello? Where's your badge? So people know, hello, Barry, who are you? You know, when you can talk to them. So I encourage all that sort of behind-the-scenes things, you know, just uh, becoming a Member of Parliament, there's a long way to go before you get to that stage. So you don't just talk about issues of confidence or having a set of values. You're saying to people, this is how you dress, this is how you shake hands, this is how you present yourself, you're looking people in the eye. Uh, those sorts of practical things which give you uh, a capacity to be assertive when you actually do express an opinion. Yeah, I get a lot of people, you know, going to join the Christian Party and join these parties, well... I've got to say, as president of the Liberal Party and a, and a good Christian, my job was to influence the Liberal Party, and that gave me some influence in the world. So I encourage people to join uh, a party with influence, I don't mind which one it is, uh, and infiltrate that party with the Christian values uh, so you can put your point to someone who's got some influence. Otherwise, uh, you're just complaining around the edges. Uh, I say join the party, your party, you pick what you like, get in there and promote yourself. It's uh, happy to have people in there that are interested. So um, number one is to promote yourself uh, so you're recognised and then uh, you might just get a job as ushering in the church. But who do they pick? They pick you. Can you come and help us with something else? You know, next thing, you're going up the ladder until eventually uh, I suggest that you join a party of your choice if you want to go that way. Maybe you just want to be promoted to the church. But if you don't do something about it, it won't happen. Is it a good thing to have someone like yourself as a mentor, someone who can actually tell you, hang on, your shirt's hanging out, uh, your clothing isn't matching what I assume a leader looks like, uh, someone who will be able to speak into your life in a lot of practical ways. Is that useful, having that sort of a mentor? That certainly means I walk around the church. Hey, what, do you, what about cleaning your shoes, mate? Or uh, I won't hurt you to wear a tie in here and you know look respectable and stand out from the people. Uh, and that'll help you in because these are people who have been to my course, coming to my course. I so, say you know you've got to carry it out uh, in in public life. You know, write articles to the paper. Write you know get known around the places. So many ways of doing it, and people are scared. Of, politicians to a certain extent but they'd love to see you and we've seen that as mark and i traveled the world you know i traveled with a friend called rob greaves and he said you want to meet the president i said how do you do that he said you're ringing up and asking asking for an appointment and sure enough in many countries of the world uh, through the australian ambassador in some cases uh, and through direct uh, links with the president uh, himself we're able to uh, put our case at a very high level and uh, and that can be done, you know. Don't be scared to get in there and do your bit, and people will know who you are. And so uh, we've been very successful doing that. 
And so, Barry, you're speaking also from our Australian context as a former Liberal Party president in WA and, of course, your brother Richard, a former Premier of WA, your father Sir Charles Court, a former Premier of WA. You've seen this over the years. People who've knocked on the door, people who've asked for the appointment. I imagine there's some appointments get knocked back, but in one sense what you're saying is you've got to look the part, you've got to sound the part, you've got to have something to say in order to actually get that interview, that opportunity to speak with the leaders. A very good friend of mine says, I've got to see your dad urgent on a mining uh, situation and then I said you know dad give him a call you know he won't mind and dad always had his phone number listed in the phone book you could ring him and, and uh, I said uh, so I rang dad for him and I said dad uh, uh, Sid wants to meet with you uh, as soon as he can over a very urgent matter and uh, Sid came back and said well, I spoke to your dad he said he's on the six o'clock flight to Port Hedden and you'll see him at four o'clock tomorrow morning at home uh, so <laughs> So you've got to uh, be ready for everything, but he did that. He, I don't think Dad missed many, many appointments at all. It's when Dad died that we got the cards for hundreds of people. The small things he did that helped people, the little things that we didn't realise, the little person down the street that he helped, you know. And if you want to get into public life, this is how you do it, you know. I could see why he got voted in all the time. He uh, replied and uh, was helped everyone where he can, and that's certainly what I want to do. Well, good advice today. Barry Court is our guest. Barry, stay with us. We'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. We're talking about entering public life. Barry Court, as we mentioned, a former president of the Pastoralists and Graziers Association in WA, a former Liberal Party state president, and also in the dynasty of politics family in the Liberal Party in WA. Of course, his brother Richard, a former premier, and also his father, the former premier, Sir Charles Court. Barry Court's our guest, back with more shortly. Well, we're back talking about the concept of entering public life, inspired of recent times when I visited Perth's Victory Life Centre. That's the church that's led by tennis champion Margaret Court, who these days is a champion of the gospel and has one of the largest churches in Australia, and I think it is the largest church in Perth. Margaret's husband is Barry Court, who comes from a political dynasty in the Liberal Party in Western Australia. His brother, Richard, is a former Premier. His father, Sir Charles Court, a former Premier of WA. Barry is leading a course these days on entering public life through their church Bible college. Barry, as we talk about getting into public life... Uh, Let me ask you about being nice to people. Is being nice one of those virtues that you have to have as a leader? Is there a time to be nice? Is there a time to be assertive? Is there a time to be angry? Tell me about your thoughts on how you conduct yourself in situations. Well, I guess it comes as president of the farmers. And farming, I mean, I was farming 35 years myself. uh, And there's nothing like the seasons and the problems you have with farming and you're really uh, at the whims of the Lord as to uh, what rainfall you're going to get. And uh, as president, I remember a, a very uh, strong member of parliament rang me up and said, you know what I like of you as president of the farmers? He said, rain, hail or shine, you're always talking positive about something. And that's uh, what I was accepted for. There was always a positive around the corner or a positive happening. And that's how you got recognised. I mean... Uh, I never had to, all of the positions I took up, uh, I never had to go to an election. You know, when it was, 
they asked me, would you become president of the Farmers? Would you become president of the Liberal Party? Would you become a, become a commodore of the Yacht Club? Uh, or Margaret made it compulsory to go on the church board, of course, uh, and do that. But I was chairman of a big company, rural company here called Elders, and uh, I enjoyed that. You know, I started there as a, as a sheepdog chasing sheep in my early life. I always liked farming and ended up as their state, uh, the state chairman because you know, my name was always up front and, and I was always helping people and obviously uh, they selected me as somebody who would uh, help their company or help their life and uh, it was done by being nice to people. You know, I really uh, like doing that, helping people. Is there something good out of this? There always is. Now, of course, when you are in public life, and as you're indicating, you need to be a hard worker and you need to have a positive attitude. You've always got something positive to look for when things are going bad. But I imagine you've also got to have a thick skin because while you're being nice to the people who are around you, uh, they're not always as nice back to you. How do you handle that? I learned my early lesson there when I was farming and uh, and taking on president of the uh, of the farmers' uh, we had a beautiful rainfall at our farm and we'd uh, put our crop in and I got in there, well, what a great season this is. And I said, you know, the rains have come at the right time, uh, the crop's in the ground and will be emerging shortly. Uh, what a great season we're having. Well, the phone ran hot. We haven't turned a wheel down here yet. We haven't moved. It hasn't rained down in the south yet. What are you talking about, a good season, you know? I learned then I had to temper my words a bit to, uh, especially in such a big state where it varies from one end of the other. So, uh, you know, you've got to be fairly diplomatic of what you say and all that stuff. And uh, and I, they taught me a few lessons. But I spent a lot of time in Canberra, of course, as president of the of the farmers. I was there probably once a month and uh, and got a very good relationship with uh, the members of parliament over there and still have today, you know. Uh, a letter to John Howard the other day, you get an immediate reply to those people. Uh, and as president of the Liberal Party, you work very close to uh, a lot of people. I've now got to change my attitude a bit in Western Australia that the uh, government's changed here completely and the Labor Party will now dominate. Uh, That doesn't concern me at all. They want to hear from me. They want to know what's going on. Uh, I'll be uh, contacting the uh, Labor Party people, uh, especially in federal politics. I had to deal with the likes of Simon Keane and Bob Collins and all those people that were... uh, Labor Party uh, ministers for agriculture, and we got on famously. And uh, you know, I guess it's in the public. You've got to have a, a spat, but I avoid that where possible, but, and uh, have no trouble getting on with either either party. Well, as we talk about what it is to enter into public life, Barry, you're a rock solid Christian believer. What about this idea of a stand for righteousness? Is it easy to be swayed one way or another? You have to be a person of conviction uh, in order to be a worthwhile Christian uh, candidate or someone who is, you've got a particular agenda that you're trying to, to get through. This stand for righteousness, how hard is it? Uh, look, Margaret's the example of that. She's just, uh, you know, such a well-known personality worldwide. Uh, just stands up uh, anti, uh, anti-gay marriage and everything. is well known for that. Uh, her problem there is to get support from within. You know, people are, are scared to speak up. It's, uh, yeah, and you need that support, you know. As uh, tough as we are, uh, it's good to have someone ring up and pat you on the back occasionally. I can tell you that. Uh, so it is fairly hard. 
fairly hard for Margaret. And I think that's where we probably make a team. You know, uh, she's uh, comes out very forthright in what she says. Won't change that idea. Uh, and my father was a leader in that too. He, as Premier of Western Australia, he used to say, all the rules for governing the world, or governing a country, are in the Bible. He said, if people stuck by those, I could close half the jails and get on with uh, running the place, you know. Instead of that, you've got to have a police force and everything to, to enforce it. He said, I only wish people would abide by what's in the Bible. And that's our theory. Uh, let's stick what's in there. The rules are in there. Uh, countries that uh, go that way are successful. Uh, and that's all we can do is just point it out once again, uh, the positive points of being a Christian and the positive points of Christianity, I mean, they're so much, they're so much happier to be a Christian and uh, have all those values and fighting all the time to uh, push against the law. Let's uh, go with the law, which are all written in the Bible. Because things are changing today and it's perhaps getting a little harder to stand as a Christian in public life when you're engaging with people, when you're engaging with the media, and perhaps even there's a crisis of confidence in standing up and, and saying the things that you believe to, to be true and right. Uh, what do you think about a crisis of confidence? Is there something that needs to be broken through in uh, in Christians? Yeah, I think so, and I'm, I'm one for that. I mean, I've been... South America, they have church in soccer fields. Korea, they have church in soccer fields. People go to Africa and come back and say... You know, how many people came to Christ and yet I hear negative, negative. I say, hang on, have a look at these millions of people that are positive. You've got to take a positive attitude to uh, Christianity. Uh, it's the way it's going to happen anyhow, so let's get with it. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, the virtues of that are going worldwide now and uh, we have no trouble in certainly pushing our views. Now, Barry, the course that you've got running at Perth's Victory Life Centre, Entering Public Life, what sort of a reception are you getting from mostly young people in your Bible college? Are they, are they taking a hold of what you're saying? Are they, are they enthusiastic about engaging in public life more because there is a particular subject in the course that they're studying? Well, the results are there. We've got... Um Two of three of us have stood for Parliament, and unsuccessful, but haven't given up. Uh, they're on uh, four of them, I think, are on local councils, you know, influencing uh, councils and that. And a lot of them are members of uh, political parties. So uh, they're there for a reason. Uh, a lot of them in the Bible School, of course, are overseas people. And I, I do a, a lesson on Parliament, how it works. People don't realise the upper house, lower house. Queensland hasn't got an upper house, how the original House of Commons works in uh, London and how politics generally works and, and how you've got to get in there. It's, uh, you know, it's great to come up with all these fancy ideas, but you've got to get voted in. And uh, I use John Howard as an example. You know, uh, do Muslims vote for John Howard or do they vote for someone else? And he's got to say, well, I'm, I'm not with you, but I'm going to help you more than someone else. And so you've got to get their vote. So you've got to be pretty political to be in the politics, put it that way. Uh, but once you get in there, you've got to uh, bring up Christian values, of course, and they work. And so it's a matter of uh, getting those values. And uh, I think that's the that's the way the world's going. I think it's, you know, righteousness. And look at all the countries now. They've all got a the worldwide, the, the war's going worldwide. They're all looking for a solution, and we've got it. 
Well, when you talk about entering public life, you're saying to people you need to prepare to be a leader. And a lot of the things you've been sharing have been those wonderful characteristics of what a leader needs today to be an influence. And uh, particularly, take your point, it's a good thing to enter into public life and join a political party, a mainstream big political party. Not necessarily only the smaller Christian-oriented political parties, but certainly uh, to be an influence in the Liberal Party or the Labor Party. You know, we're, uh, there's lots of people come in with different ideas, and I say, look, uh, influence someone who's going to influence the world uh, and help them, and uh, there's no trouble contacting your politicians and helping them, even if you're not one of them. But, uh, you know, my other advice is uh, you can't be a leader without some followers. So uh, you've got to be up there leading and you've got to want people to follow you. I mean, if uh, you come up with all this and no one's going to listen to you, no one's gonna, you've got to get some followers. And that's to, uh, if you want to be a leader and want to be a, a prime minister, you've got to have plenty of people behind you. Well, Barry Court, just great getting your insights into such a significant issue as being an influence in public life. Thanks so much for taking time to talk to us today on 2020. Pleasure, Neil, and thanks very much for what you're doing on Vision Radio. We really appreciate helping us. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.